He's unavailable at the moment. Can I take a message? Good evening and welcome to Enterprise at 8. This is Live Long and Podcast Star Trek Enterprise Rewatch Series. It's been over 20 years since tonight's episode, Shadows of Gem, first aired, but we are just getting started here at Enterprise at 8. I'm Jody Simpson and my co-host tonight is none other than the man who would love to be called Pink Skin by Sharan, Adam Woodward. Oh, thank you, Jody. I would love to be called Pink Skin. How's it going, guys? Not going good. <clears throat> your mic's a little hollow there. You check your settings. Yeah, right. might be on the wrong mic, maybe. Anyway, we'll get back to you. Uh, and also joining Adam and I, of course, is our awesome producer and the man who is wondering why T'Pol's blood is red, Dave Mater. I, I, I never, I didn't even see any red blood. I'm surprised. Uh, That's why I wrote that one, because I figured if anybody would get it, it would be you. I saw the but green blood. It was screwed up. Yeah, she had red blood at one point, so mm, they screwed it up. I but anyway, I'm sure that will be in fun facts or something. Okay. Uh, and who can also forget the man who gets nothing but enjoyment by any scene where Archer gets his ass kicked, Kevin Millard. <laughs> Hello. That The first scene in this uh, show, I'm, I was with the Vulcan. I'm like, let's try uh, Captain Gardner. Like, let's do that. <laughs> I almost wrote that, actually. Yeah. And then I'm what like, about this well... Captain Gardner? <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, tonight's episode is Shadows of a Gem, as we just mentioned. This is the 15th episode in the series. Uh, this is the episode where Tupal is ordered home, but during her last Starfleet mission, she and Archer are kidnapped by an, on an alien planet by a militant faction and placed at the mercy of the Andorians. So, yes, Andorians. We get them again. Mind you, there wasn't enough Sharan in this episode, I think. I don't know about you guys, but Shows up at I, the end. I, I felt that I would I would like to have more, more Sharan. Maybe he's, he's like, maybe he's like less May. You know, less you know, um, Mayweather, Mayweather, <laughs> or whatever the hell his name is. Um, Answer me, Pinkskin. Answer me, Pinkskin. Uh, anyway, well, what did you guys think of this episode? I thought this was okay. I wouldn't say it was a stellar episode, but. I think it was. I, I think some of the the subject was good. Um, I liked how T'Pol acted for the most of the episode. Um, but what do you guys think? I'll go first. <laughs> yeah, don't you all talk at once? You know? Yeah, we're the all clamoring here. Yeah, the excitement is just too much. No, no. I'm getting real sick of being cut off. <clears throat> it's true. I, can, can I go? Yeah, <laughs> so I, yeah I'm getting I, sick of getting cut off, Adam. I anyway, <laughs> listen. I, I thought it was a good episode. I, you know, again, I, I like the Paul episodes. I think she's interesting. I think she's fun. The, I think we're done with all the 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 crap we complained about for the first like, seven episodes, Kevin. 
and Kevin. <laughs> yeah, no complaining, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. Oh, this could be a rough one then. <laughs> really? I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think it was that bad. I, I enjoyed the episode. I, you know, I thought that. You know, T'Pol's always good. She's just interesting. I mean, I don't like Trip. Like Trip is becoming my new archer. I got to tell you guys. Uh, you know, we had just enough of flocks to keep him in. You know, but and Archer really didn't didn't annoy me that much this time. So I guess that's the scale. How much does Archer annoy me? Yeah, I I this, it was nothing to do with Archer in this one. You're right. I'm with you on Trip. I thought at the beginning of this series that he would have made a good captain. And now I, I just, I barely want him to talk anymore. <laughs> like it's kind of, he's kind of irritating. And, uh, what does that mean? but most, <laughs> but mostly with this episode, like I, it starts off so strong. I love this opening scene with the Vulcans and, and Starfleet command and Starfleet, you know, asserting itself with the Vulcans and saying, look, you don't, you don't rule here. You don't make our decisions. And then yeah. from there, it just, it goes downhill, totally downhill. I, I, I I'm not, why are we on this planet? <laughs> Who are these people and why am I supposed to care? Isn't this cordon? Isn't this yes. where they are? Yeah. Isn't, uh, isn't, okay. So if you remember Kevin, the episode journey to Babel or Babel there, it's mm -hmm. all about the emission of cordon to the Federation. So right. it would be this planet. Um, and and at that point, in that time, Ambassador Sarek was like, we favor admission to of Corda to the Federation. But I remember the Tellarites didn't like that too much. They got really up in uh, Sarek's face in that episode. Now that's 100 years yeah. after this, but I guess that's the only kind of relevance to the planet, you know? The, the whole thing is just set up so that... Um... So that T'Pol can save the commander's life and then they can appeal to his sense of gratitude to a Vulcan or like, yeah, it's just it's weird. Yeah. You know what? I don't know if I necessarily agree with everything you just said. Like, I, I thought the episode was fairly strong for most of it. Um, the only thing is the ending. The ending is definitely it, it. It's again, it's that standard thing that Enterprise has, which is let's fix it in the last five minutes and we won't really rule, you know, use the rules that we've already established. Cause like literally he doesn't care. Like he doesn't care one way or the other, whether he, she saved him or not, but yet, you know, he's going to bat for her, which doesn't make any sense either. So I don't, not totally sure. I'm, I'm with you on that one, Kevin. I, I agree, but <clears throat> I, I yeah. lost the connection between why it was to Paul's fault about the, the, the Pajen incident. Like how did she get blamed for that? Other because than being there. Well, the, the logic is that she was there and she was supposed to stop them because she is the liaison. She's the one that is supposed to, yeah. she, she should have never allowed them to, to land. It was a stupid idea. Blah, blah, blah. I guess that's the logic anyway. In reality, Archer was the one that wanted to do it. It wasn't her. It wasn't like she was like, Oh, let's go down to, you know, let's go down there and well, look at it. Look, look at a monster. Well, I mean, I guess if the, the Vulcans are embarrassed and they have, a, have to have a skateboat boat, I guess. And that's, that's, that's yeah. the, the yeah, Vulcans look like idiots in this whole series so far. Like so far, yeah. Yeah. But but I'm okay with that because we ha we have too much of perfection which is Vulcans and in in the other series and they they continued that through pretty much all the series for the most part. 
Um, you know, and it's nice to see the fact that the Vulcans at one point were completely, you know, stupid with their logic, even though that was the logical way to do things, I guess. But um, I just I, I, I don't I don't mind that. It doesn't bother me. So I'm I'm OK with that, <laughs> I guess. But yeah, I think a better episode if they were going to do pajama again would be to do the siege on pajam like to see it happen to not just see it happen but like all the diplomatic stuff leading up to it like the andorians give it like why not do that episode instead of just mention that stuff and then do this yeah yeah because <clears throat> it's kind, sure. they're, kind, they're taking some aspects from d space nine where they want like these ongoing story arcs and kind of yes. like the the mm. intrigue of this localized area of space but unlike d space nine they don't have the players involved like we have to we flash away here to, to admiral forest and ambassador soval to start off the episode yeah. but normally we're just we're always looking at things from enterprise's point of view um so it's like this kind of gets thrown into the beginning and then it becomes this whole thing of like will to paul stay with the crew um which this isn't the only story that that happens in this that happens a couple times through this series so especially in season one uh i think we have one more episode in the season that 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 is a possibility i guess is is a way to look at it but right uh, but like but you're right though there is a lot of like in this series especially in the first season there's a lot of stuff like ds9 where they have you know three or four episodes that talk back to each other uh but they're not necessarily part of the same story but they talk back like i know coming up we have the shore leave at risa thing which ends up getting delayed twice and then eventually we have an episode where they're on risa um you know i'll be in for that yeah, well, of course, I, I understand from the DS9 podcast. You love Ryza. I do. Uh, and we talk yeah. about on Discovery because we had Ruin Tarka over there on Discovery. Well, there you go. But uh, anyway, let's, unless anybody else has anything else to summarize, why don't we go through this? Well, story I, a bit? I think part of what I brought up the last time we, we, when we watched the original Pajam episode, whatever that was called, um, that, that Earth was kind of put into an awkward position here by Archer. Because mm-hmm. he chooses to side against his allies, against Earth's ally, which is Vulcan, uh, with these stranger aliens who they've never met before, the Andorians, who they don't have a relationship with. Now, that leads to some tension between Earth and Vulcan. Not anything serious, it seems, like not war, but they're they're not feeling too, uh, too rosy as much as Vulcans can about Earth uh, at this time because they're like, you know, and Forrest is like, well, you guys were spying on them. Like, we have to spy on them. They're they're belligerent to us. We believe them yeah. to be a threat to us. And even Forrest says that during the episode. He's like, you know, I've seen some of the stuff that they're talking about. Like, these guys might be shady. Like, it's very possible. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, if you're going to go down that route, I mean, it, it, it again shows Archer's complete prejudice against the, the, the Vulcans and his, his almost hatred. He's going to he's looking for reasons to prove them wrong. Yeah, you know, what they, did to that dad. they they never let his dad see his dream. That's right. That yeah. was all their fault. And they're restricting him. And and at that point, he was still not a fan of T'Pol. No, exactly. Yeah. And, <laughs> and well, the, and that's one thing this episode does show is the fact that Archer clearly cares for T'Pol at this point. Like he he he's you know even when like the scene that's happening behind me right now, there's a scene where basically. He, he brings her into, I, I don't know what room he's in, but he brings her into a room and he's basically like, you know, have a seat. We have to talk. Right and then he, he's very upset in the fact that she doesn't have a response to it either. But, but like, again, but why is he surprised? 
Okay, now you're making I don't me know. mad at Archer again. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> it's not hard. <laughs> like, you know, I think he wants her to jump. No way, Captain, you can't send me away. Yeah, I'll yeah, go he, kick it and scream, and they won't take me off this assignment. He's he's literally the guy that like would tell his kid, "Don't touch the hot oven," and the kid touches the hot oven, and he is shocked by this. Like, he's absolutely shocked. He's like, he's like, how did this happen? <laughs> it's like, um. To Paul, this is the way she always acts. This is nothing new. Like, what do you think she's going to do? Break down and cry? Like, no, it's this is the ball, right? Like, and you know what? And hats off to hats off to Julian uh, Baylock because she, for somebody who doesn't express emotion, she does a really good job, like acting this. Like, it must yeah. be hard as an actor to actually suppress that, right? Like, it, it's got to like because we all have little subtle things that we do. Uh, when we're either mad or you know happy or whatever but uh she does a really good job on stopping that i guess so she's got good facial control i guess <laughs> like she's she's clearly been influenced and changed by her time the six plus months on enterprise she's yes. come to uh, appreciate humans perspective and floxes and she's kind of softened but when she finds out about that that pajem has been destroyed here you know you can tell like even though no one was killed the andorians were like give everyone three hours to get out before they blew up this 2000 year old like uh site yeah because they didn't like it it was spying on them and fair enough but uh you know she felt like so, she did i betray my people did i betray the vulcan people by not go stopping uh us from going there in the first place did i betray my people by not stopping that them from finding that surveillance location and mm. and you know logically no i think like even like you know flocks later on challenges that in their conversation but i think that uh, I think what a lot of what they're doing here is like, what's my loyalty to my state and to my government and to the military organization I belong to versus, you know, uh, what they ultimately will do is create the Federation together. And like, oh, these are the, this is the built the, the starting points and becoming loyal to something bigger than maybe just your planet, maybe uh, a, a, the set of ideals that you're trying to live up to um, uh, what's right, what's wrong. Um, mm -hmm. And, and, I guess teamwork, I guess ultimately is what the Federation is yeah. all about. But anyway. Yeah. Well, basically this episode starts off, as you said, it starts off with, um, you know, the, the scene, uh, which Kevin really liked, which was the, you know, the Starfleet versus Vulcans talking to each other. Uh, and basically they're, they're mad because this, this outpost has been attacked and, you know, obviously enterprise got involved. I do like the line where he said, like, he's been out six months and he's already like caused like massive issues in the center. He's destabilized and the quadrant. Destabilized <laughs> the quadrant. That's it. And, the and it's, yeah, the sector. Yeah. And, and yeah, basically it's like, it, but that kind of makes sense. Like he doesn't know what he's doing. Like it's it, like, it, I almost look at this series as like the, the police academy version of starfleet like where they're gonna make they're gonna screw up police they're gonna academy do, yeah like oh police academy you know the movie police academy <laughs> so i i almost look at it like that right like uh, and obviously not as funny but it's 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 still the 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 idea is there where it's like yes they've been given the power to do this but they clearly don't always know what they're doing. And and Archer is a perfect example of that because he literally has like stepped his foot into a lot of stuff he shouldn't have been in. Uh, and, you know, he's doing the, you know, gung ho, you know, I don't give a shit. I'm going to do it anyway. Attitude. Is uh, Archer clearly, Perry Mahoney? Um, 
No, that would be Trip, I think. <laughs> okay, he's Carrie Mahoney. Okay. Yeah, I think that's Trip. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe don't maybe know he's Moses. Him. Maybe Moses. Or Larvel? Yeah, uh, no, not Larvel. Not no. making the sound effects? That would be... No, uh, no. Larvel would be more like... Um, Mayweather. Mayweather, <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. See, now no. you've made it racial, and yeah. I, I, no, I don't no, know not, if I'm not at all. That. It's the, the guy Vulcan, that's on the... I'm just the kidding. The Vulcan captain is uh, Mauser. Mauser, yes, yeah. Exactly, there you go. <laughs> this is Police Academy. Here this we go. Callahan. Oh, my God, they stole this. Yeah, they stole this. They stole this. I'm sorry, your transmission's breaking up. Yeah, sorry. We don't know what's going on. You know, I hit a couple buttons on my console, which were on video, so you probably could see me do that, but eh, it's fine. <laughs> right? Um, you know, Just a quick note, Belinda too. Park. It's the only thing she can actually do in this episode. She did it all right. She did pretty good. She's like, yeah, I'm sorry, good. you're breaking up. Oh, I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah. Shuttle pod. We have them coming and going all the time. Yeah, they're um, all over the place. It's like Grand Central Station here. Like, but, like, like the Vulcan's going to know what that means, but all right. <laughs> I, I I did like the little mention here in the very beginning of the episode that uh, the Vulcans wanted a different captain for Enterprise, and they mentioned yes. Captain Gardner, who we never meet in the no. series, but we do meet Admiral Gardner, his Mirror Universe counterpart mm. in the uh, the Mirror Universe episode that comes in season four. So this is presumably what he which would look is like. the best Mirror episode in Star Trek, in my opinion. But all right, yeah. yep. Yeah. Yeah. So we could have had this guy four years. Yeah. 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 We got back. I like pretty much every Mirror episode in in Star Trek. Oh, franchise there's a, there, no, some of the D Space Nine ones aren't good. Well, the DS Nine ones aren't great, but the there, there's some good. of them are, but yeah. not all of them. Yesterday's <laughs> Enterprise, that was a good one. Right. Well, I guess so that's, that's not, not technically that's a mirror. not technically a mirror universe either. Yeah, I, I look at it that. But anyway, um, so anyway, we find out essentially that T'Pol's being recalled. I can't believe it took us at 18 minutes to get to this point, but anyway. Um, <laughs> So we find this out, and what ends up happening is they're going to send a ship for T'Pol. She's gone in 48 hours, and Archer finds out that he's going to go do some sort of relation, diplomatic relations or something in a planet. He decides he's going to bring T'Pol because, you know, she's obviously the best and most fun to have in your shuttle, but... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I guess it's because no, he wants I, I to hang out with he her, wants to, Yeah, but he also wants to convince her in some way to figure out how to yeah. stay, I'm sure of it. You know, I yeah, like the line too, yeah. where she goes, "Well, I was only supposed to say six days." It, you yeah, know, you yeah. just you just see his heart breaking every line that she opens. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but in a way, I kind of like that because, like, it even though you know, obviously, she's suppressing the emotions because that's what she does. But um, you know, I don't really think it, it the way that she's acting it. It almost looks like she is kind of hurt that she's saying it, but like the just her, especially her eyes. Like if you look at her eyes during those scenes. Uh, she's got this kind of like look away thing every time she says something like that, uh, which is interesting, I thought. So, it, it, you know, again, this goes back to Jolene Blaylock uh, being able to actually act with she's, a role that's very she, restricted. She is. She's she she plays a Vulcan very well, I would say. Yes, like, yeah, she, she's 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 consistent and she's on point with what how you have to be as a Vulcan character. But. Uh, gives enough subtlety through her performance that you can kind of, you know, um, infer what she would be feeling. I'll go on the record and say she plays a Vulcan way better than Jerry Ryan plays a Borg. Well, hundred times better. Uh, like even she, in the newest Picard. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I still don't like her character, and I'm sure Jerry Ryan's great, but it's I just don't like her character. But I, anyway, playing a Borg is a little <laughs> less established, I guess. You know, other than the, maybe the Borg Queen. Maybe, but, maybe. Yeah. Um, well. 
I think suppressing emotion is harder than showing some emotion like she does in that show. But anyway, yeah. um, anyway, they end up, they end up going in the shuttle pod, they go down <laughs> and they end up getting hijacked uh, in the middle, but you don't actually get to see that, which I kind of, which kind of sucks. It's just all of a sudden they wake up and they're tied up and in this dark room. And, uh, and then we so, have 12 minutes of them just struggling. Uh, was it wait, actually wait, 12 wait. before, before you get that, you have trip acting. Oh out. yes. You <laughs> idiots! Why didn't you tell us? You know, like why didn't you oh tell us there was a civil war going on? Yeah, why did? You and think they and they're like, told us. They're like, there's a couple of people, and they're kind of angry at the government. But they, look uh, at them! Uh, that's they not they really look like war. a bunch of amateurs. Come on, <laughs> they are. This is the best Earth had to stand out. <laughs> well, they just lost their first officer and their captain, and they're like, they're, uh, uh, so, uh, like kids whose parents went away for the first time. <laughs> they look like they're gonna cry. Exactly. Trip is like the rich older brother that like you don't want to be in charge because you know he's going to tell on you. Yeah, like, he's, it's, like <laughs> he's just got that. And then Linda Park is just looking like she's like, oh, why do I have Lord. to stand beside these assholes? And then maybe there's nothing have, to do. Yeah, Mayweather's <laughs> just like, hey, do we are we moving the ship yet? Is I got do I, I, I got to do, do I get to do anything? I thought I was what? playing a statue on this show. Oh, this one time when I was driving freight, uh, yeah, we talked to people. Yeah, no, whatever. Okay. Sounds the, of the gas giants. The sirens of the gas the sirens, sirens. Yeah, I keep hearing the sirens. That's Turns out it's likes. actually it's actually just the Andorians <laughs> screaming. But whatever. Uh, but yeah, like it's yeah, I agree, uh, Adam. It, 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 that was a stupid scene. It, I I it could have been written much better. Um, yes. Like I understand his frustration. I get the frustration. Like you could have told us this or, you know, you could have, there, there's gotta be a better way to say that. It's like, did you fail to mention this? Or, so, you know, when you look at the leadership of this crew, okay. You get Archer who's marginal. Marginal right? is, I guess is probably the nicest way to say that. But yeah, okay. Yeah. And then you have to Paul who, who is with him. Clear, so, who's clearly smart, but right. So you've got the two right best, now. the two best are off the ship. Yeah. Well. <laughs> the same thing that happens when you know kirk mccoy and spock, spock go down to a planet well, they right? leave scotty scotty's all right well yeah. yeah at least they have scotty sitting around like trip i think is a capable person but i don't think he's he's too emotional he's too he's so emotional he's well he's enduring. just angry all the time too like it's every he's angry at everything that doesn't go his way he's like a well, he's always mad because right? he's not with the captain he needs to yeah. be with the captain anytime yeah. archer's in trouble you see like this like angry sort of protective uh tucker come out but and, uh, but if you're archer and you and to paul are going down who are you going to leave in charge of the ship out of those four right because yeah yeah linda park yeah but she's got no guts okay uh, you gotta get she somebody has else no guts. on the ship you have you have trip who literally you know he's just going to get angry and cause more problems you have reed who literally will blow up everything like he, reed's just like fire phases i don't give a fuck right and then you have obviously mayweather who mayweather uh, and the doctor so, but the doctor never well flocks maybe but, but he's you know, not flocks would at least think about he's it not, you I never see over, i would take yeah. flocks over any of them yes you never see start. flocks on the bridge i think in the whole series i can't no, remember he's never on the bridge almost it, never well no Which there's probably a couple us, but actually makes bridge, sense but. unlike other star trek unlike bones yes. who can't like, yeah they, like bones who is like don't you have a med bay like I, I like it when in the original series it's like you know they've rescued a bunch of people that are like you know really hurt and mccoy's up on the bridge it's like um <laughs> yeah chief medical some, officer like, i delegate chief, 
Yeah, chief. Don't you, shouldn't you be down there? <laughs> delegate, delegate. But anyway, so yeah. So I anyway, staff. They, I yeah, staff so for that. they there's this militant group that is taking them hostage. Uh, to Paul and uh, Archer are uh, being held held hostage, and it turns out that these guys are asking what the same thing that most people that take hostages are. We want weapons because weapons. And but we don't really know much about this conflict. They don't tell us why they're in conflict for the most part, do they? Not really. Just do. that the, the government is corrupt and that there's people who. Which is very possible because they didn't even mention it to Trip. Yeah. So this it, guy who's like the leader of like the kidnappers, <laughs> we only really see him in this first scene. He looks so I, familiar. Too. I know this actor and he always plays like a villain this role yeah this role a kidnapper somebody who's like going to kill you if you if he doesn't get what yeah. he wants or something i'm, I'm gonna have to well. look i'm gonna look that up while we're talking but the yeah because yeah, i think i have the IMDb but he, he was really. recasting this type of role so many times over like you know the course of the next 20 years that is he is he trag he could be yeah I, they're, they're, this race doesn't get too many named characters yeah um, who is he yeah that's totally trag uh okay he was on general hospital i know that you're a big fan I of that knew, i knew it uh <laughs> ncis los angeles uh he was in some of the webisodes for walking dead i might know him from walking dead yeah, oh that's... that's where i know him from sons of anarchy what's he who is he in sons of anarchy uh is he jacob hale jr oh yes yes it's hale it's hale, it's hale. Yeah. i know right. it Makes okay sense. Uh, he was sense. also in crime scene investigation. He's been in a lot of stuff, actually. Like this guy's got a huge rap sheet. Yeah, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was in that too. There you go. He's he's good in this. Actually, scene. Like, he a little bit. Oh, he's that's in, interesting. He's well, that might be a, a fun fact, but I'm going to spoil it anyway. He was in right. Buffy the Vampire Slayer with um, uh, with uh, Malcolm. Malcolm. Malcolm was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Same episode too. Well, so was Armin Shimmerman. He was like, well, Armin Shimmerman's been in everything like that. But yeah. anyway, yeah. there's not a lot of content to this story, so I guess that's why we're filling it. But it's so anyway. Kevin, Kevin's just bored. Kevin's just like, why am I even here? Right. Kevin, but, didn't you ever want to see Archer and Paul go back to back and try to stand up? Stand up. Fall down three times. Face to boobs. Like Jesus. Face to boobs. We got to get to we gotta to get to that in a second, but this getting up and down scene, you know, like didn't you want to try with your wives, guys? Like I kind of was like, could I do this? Like it was yes. almost like a game. I, I was watching them going, how could they I can not wholeheartedly can't say that, that I never even thought of the idea of trying this with my wife. I can wholeheartedly <laughs> say this. Now the boobs on the face thing, I've tried that many times. Uh, but the this this no. No, not at all. But Archer almost seemed like he should be strong enough to pick her up on his back and like with Yeah, like she probably her. weighs like what 120 maybe? Not I me. Mean, he's also I a Vulcan. She's got less. super strength. She she's, could pick him up. Well, she's got she's got she's a pretty muscular woman too. Like she's not you know, she's got some muscles there, but a severe but height difference here too, between the two, there um, is a severe height difference. Yeah. And what we, what we can't see on this clip, I think is the, is in the way that they framed it is she's probably standing on a box or something at this point, because those, those calves are already ending and the scenes clipped off. Right. Yeah. So, well, she's wearing her heels like always, but um, yeah, yeah but she's, she's obviously there's a height difference and Scott Bakula is actually a fairly tall guy. So um, to begin with, so he is, 
what were they going for with this boobs thing? Exactly. I think they were just I, I think comedy. they were trying to I think they were trying to well it could have been comedy too yeah because that is something that this show does try to do uh, more than a lot of the other Star Treks do they do try to throw in a lot of comedy which doesn't always work it doesn't really work though they didn't need to do that no it's just this is you got to remember though this again is a series that wasn't designed for us this was designed for mainstream that eventually ended up turning into for us because the mainstream didn't want to watch it if this isn't for us, I don't know who it's for. Like it's for <laughs> it's for the general public. You gotta remember this is released in two thousand and two on UPN. Like UPN, yeah. like the you know, nine oh two one oh crowd, you know, like it, well, you kind of wanted like it, you know, if that was to finish its gag, they should have had some kind of little laugh or not some musical thing where Archer looks at the camera, you know, like you know, it, it, it <laughs> just did, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Didn't, Curb Your Enthusiasm didn't... theme song or something like that. I don't recall them. Like, the whole reason, I know they get stuck in, and they get kidnapped and it's on like, the ship. Yeah, well, no, they did talk in here as well because he, yeah, it was just before the uh, the scene where they're feeding. Like, they're the guys were feeding. It comes later, before. a little later, but yeah, yeah. There is a little tiny bit, but it's not enough that it's worthy of even mentioning really um but it's overall like it's it's a slow episode for this part because it's i don't know if it was 12 minutes like you stated kevin but it, probably it, se it seemed like 12 minutes i wasn't timing it i yeah well that's what i'm saying i i, I don't think it really was 12 minutes it seemed, but it seemed like a lot of the episode was them struggling like struggling to get up struggling you, you know what i found very fine and then struggling to eat and then like oh my god the struggling to eat part though i did like that scene I, I thought it was funny that every time that the, the bad guys were coming in, the light went on first. Like, don't give them any warning. <laughs> Turn the light on. Yeah. yeah. Did you see well, that? They every... gotta be able to see their oh, hostages. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. no. But you know, don't give don't give your captives any warning. They just turn the light on so they go, Oh, they're coming. Oh, they're you know? coming. Yeah. And, Stop doing and obviously the person who is not in the uniform is the captain. Like, come on. Well, and they're also sh they showed later on in this in the episode, they showed the facility that they're being held in. And it's literally like a cell and it's, and then after that, it's like a, a little courtyard, I guess. And there's like, you know, basically walls around it with armed guards on top and stuff. Are you telling me that they have all this set up, but nobody can monitor the room itself? Like they literally spent 15 minutes fondling around and, you know, he's got, maybe they were watching face. Jody and they were maybe. laughing. Maybe, maybe they're just like, <laughs> well, they were the only ones. Yeah, well, it wasn't us. Uh, but the the scene the scene with the food though, I did like because you see Archer and Archer's just like, I got to get an enemy either way. He lays on the ground and does it. Topal just kind of looks at him in disgust. But no, then she she's... does the thing that she's not supposed to do, which is eat with her hands. And she does the finger thing and she licks it off her finger. And then she's like, she's like, oh, this sucks, right? What was, it, like, anyway. what was that? It yeah. looked like oatmeal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was sort of some sort of lumpy oatmeal, but yeah. uh, but no, I saw that scene. I went, Jesus, the two of you just have some dignity for God's sakes. Yeah. You haven't been captive that long. Well, and the worst thing is when they went face to face, you're like, oh, this is the this is the setup that they always do in TV where it's like, oh, they're gonna kiss or something like that, right? And yeah, you know that, that they're not doing that in this show, so so you're like, why did they even put this in? Like this, yeah, but in, you know, in the this other was gem, for the trailer for the show. Like they put that in just for that, right? So people would tune in, right? But the so. pajem, 
the other, whatever it was called, the first pajama, they were in that room together and captive again, and they actually had a good bonding moment. You learned something they about did. them both. Yeah. yeah. Which and was a much right. nicer moment than this. I think, I think Kevin's right. We missed that this time. And they had the opportunity and they didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a wasted opportunity because they did it already. Well, when they, well, yeah, but they did it. They did it. You know, she was cold. He gave her the blanket. They ended up sharing the blanket and, you know, kind of cuddling together. You can never have too many good moments, like good bonding moments in a show. True. That that would have made the whole stay with me a little more believable if he was a little bit more open with her. Say, you mean like valuable to the crew. We really want you to stay. You know, that would have been more believable than shooting the, the, or stepping in front of the bullet at the end. Yeah. yeah. So basically, then we get some of the cringiest scenes, which is essentially <laughs> any scene with Trip on screen in this episode, for the most part, is a cringy scene. Uh, but basically, the Vulcans show up supposedly early, but they said, well, your calculations are wrong. It doesn't take us two days to get here. Like, we have more than warp five hours. Clearly, you have you not know, done like, the math right. Yeah, you clearly haven't done the math right. Now, this, this guy, guy is an ass. Oh, he just looks so bored. Yeah, he's like, why are we here? This is Gregory Itzen, guys. Yes, which this has is, been in he's been in Star Trek before. Yeah, so he was also uh well he'll be coming again in Star Trek Enterprise, speaking of the mirror universe episode, but he was Admiral Black oh, uh, okay. in that same that. episode. Uh he was also like the president on um twenty four <laughs> coming up in a year and a half in oh, this podcast. He was yeah. the president on twenty four. I know this guy. Yeah, Gregory Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, but he, so like, just like how they got, um, the guy who plays Admiral Forrest to play a Klingon last week, you know, they, yeah. they, they just bring in like a lot of the same yeah, actors. They reuse. Yeah. They, yeah. Re- they reduce and reuse. Yeah. They, you know, it's a very good recycling movement, I guess, but they, so this guy shows up, he's like, you know, you're clearly wrong. I, we're already here. Uh, where is, you know, where's Archer and Tripp's like, Oh, I'm sorry. He's not here right now with his stupid voice. Uh, and then at that point, then he's like, okay, well, I'm here. Have to Paul ready in an hour. We're, we're, oh, well, there's a problem with that. You know, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, come on, trip. Like, you did you catch the name of the way. ship, Jody? No, I didn't. The Navarre. The Navarre. Oh, it's the Navarre. Oh, okay. Yep. Cool. Yeah. That's neat. Which will become the new name of the planet Vulcan in the 31st century. Spoilers. There you go. Um, there you go. <laughs> Spoilers for a different show on later on. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, the I, I I guess this is what we expected the person who's picking her up because he's clearly like eh, I'm picking up a traitor to our world. Uh, you know, yeah, he's very uh, unimpressed with these humans. They're yeah, he's unimpressed with the humans. The humans are stupid, and which is something that the Vulcans in this entire series are always saying, uh, or at least I don't even like. know why they allied with the humans in the first place. They clearly yeah, like what was the point? Us. They clearly yeah. hate our guts. They're like you guys smell uh you know you never listen to anything we do you use our star charts in ways that we didn't want you to use your star charts you think you get you up in monasteries and get them comets. blown up that's right. comets gas giants yeah like you, you name everything you find you humans, it doesn't matter what it is you humans you're always looking at shit like, yeah, what are you doing? At studying destabilizing <laughs> the galaxy or the destabilizing sector. Yeah. the sector that's what they're doing you're doing what we do spy on our endorians that's yeah, what's spy on endorians <laughs> that's the real threat not comets that you need to name assholes you know but anyway so like this is a guy that just screams like he needs to get laid or something but you know past that it's bonfire is coming it's coming bonfire is coming i guess but (laughs) but anyway so you know trip is like yeah by the way uh yeah we don't have either one of them they're both gone 
right and 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 the guy's just like i'm not amused i'm here to pick up somebody and then i'm leaving because like, every guys, time i can just, smell you from here like they just it, look amateurish again you know yeah trip yeah yeah, yeah every every time the vulcans show up the enterprise already looks like they're doing something stupid like it's, it's like they don't show up and they're like fighting a battle against the andorians like it, it's it's they're always showing up and it's like what did you fuck up this time like yeah it, always and, and that's literally what happened and this isn't the last episode that that happens with either like no. this is this is a running thing like they, like and at this point the vulcans are just like seriously why did we give you the ability like why, why did we give you star maps you should be out here you're stupid right but like earth gate earth invented warp drive on their own right like they they were yes yeah but, yeah they didn't give them the warp drive but the but they they invented the warp drive but a little, they basically gave them the star charts to start looking around and it's like you know well, well I, I think now we kind of understand why vulcans wanted them to stay in at earth like just which kind of makes sense there. Yeah, it, you you literally can fuck up anything. your own planet. Leave everything else alone. Yeah, like, you're not you stabilize ready. your you sector. You are not ass. ready. Yeah, all right. Not yeah. To get you to are five. not ready. Actually, if anything, the first season probably teaches us that they really aren't ready. Um, well. and that's where the Makos come in eventually and stuff like that. So, well, the end of this season is the temporal world war stuff again, right? I think. Yeah, they continue that's with the episode, it. But, yeah. Like, I guess is that the conclusion? Like, I guess that what I keep coming back to is like they could have been they could have been ready if they just planned it out, but they had no plans. No. They're like, what do we do when we meet a new civilization? What do we do if we come into a plague? What do we have we've been a civilization with well, lesser technology and at this, technology? And at, and at this point, Archer should have some sort of standing order that says, When I'm gone. Trip and Reed aren't allowed to talk because if the two of them talk, they are the things are going to get even fucked more fucky, right? There's like, nobody else to rank them on board. So yeah. It's... So at this point, it's like okay, one guy's like gung ho, the other guy's like I gotta get my captain back. So at this point, like that's really what it is, right? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry for my bullshit. terrible. Yeah. And get the captain back. Yeah. 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 He's like, at this point, they've been taken and we got to go. And Reed's like, okay, I'll go get the guns. Let's do it. Right. And, <laughs> you know, and then Hoshi's in the background, like, do you guys need an interpreter or do I just stay here again? It's like, yeah. interpret this, bitch. No, I put that in. He's unavailable at the moment. Can I take a message? He's unavailable. So literally, Hoshi is now just an operator. Uh, I love that does. scene, though. I think it's solid. It is a good scene. It is He's a good, good. scene. Yeah, so who is yeah. left in command? Mayweather after after Trip and Reed went on this uh, mission together. The ship just crashes into a planet. At <laughs> that just, point. They just park it somewhere. <laughs> They're like, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if like when these two guys leave, they just chain it to a planet or something, and they're like, okay, well, we'll come back in like half an hour. The captain, the first officer, the chief engineer, and the tactical officer are all off the yeah. ship by the literally end everybody that's mission critical is off the ship at this point well, the only people just... that are left are the interpreter the guy who knows how to haul cargo <laughs> and the doctor <laughs> i was it. uh i was surprised to find out that there are only 14 phase pistols on the whole ship <laughs> well you gotta remember they left yeah they left they're early. not ready yeah, no, they're not ready. That's what the face point. Pistol per guy. That's that. That seems well. Fair. And we had that episode a couple episodes back where they're like, you know, oh, we've been out here for six months and we don't even have one phase cannon ready and stuff like that. And it's like, and it's like, oh, well, we could do this in two days. And it's like, well, if you could do it in well, two days, you do that, you do it, asshole. Why didn't you just do it in? Two and on days top of that, maybe you're... make some more phase pistols. Wouldn't like, you build you have, this what's ship the complimentary on the? 
the complement on the ship is what 81 or something like that like it's 80 yeah roughly 80 or something. yeah it's around 80 people so you should have a phase pistol for almost everybody on that ship like that's that should just be the logic right like if if the if the ship gets boarded are you just going to put 11 guys in the corridor and that's it like it's like oh well if they get through that line we're fucked well like, the most we'll ever need is 11 just hand handguns and do they have any like rifles uh no no, no. no, just just the phase pistols and that's it. Okay. Now the phase pistols are sexy, and let's be honest, any alien that sees them is gonna be like, ooh, those are nice. Well, that's why that guy wanted but them. He wants exactly. Yeah, he wants, He's he like, wants I don't all 14 to anybody. I'm just gonna put Hail them on from shelf. Sons of Anarchy liked it. Yeah. Yeah, well, and you know, clearly, you know, later on he'll ride, he'll ride maybe, but uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 silly. Like this episode is silly. Um, is it a terrible episode? I don't really think it's terrible, but it's, it's mediocre, I guess it's, but anyway, um, so we end up, we end up getting, you know, now there's a game plan. We're going to, the, the Vulcans have decided they're going to go down and do a rescue operation. And he seems very enthusiastic about it. He doesn't change at all. He's just like, fine, we'll go do that then. Like in, in trips, like, but Vulcan we were going to go. Yeah. The Vulcan commandos, which almost seems like a contradictory of terms really but you know whatever i guess they're pacifists yeah they're pacifists but yet they're you know mounting you know special ops operations uh which they seem to be very effective at let's be honest they jumped in and kind of caused some shit so they they clearly were doing it but i think the andorians are probably better at it uh and speaking of andorians guess who shows up sharan Sure. Uh, yeah, he's dead. You know what? He's got a wicked case of insomnia. He he doesn't like the fact that he he is in debt to Archer. Uh, I'm not sure why that's a, such a big deal, but I guess to him it is. Um, I haven't had a good night's sleep since. Yeah, I haven't had a I, good night's sleep since. And I guess this is probably a couple months ago at this point. Now is um, this is this the only reason for him to be there? Did I miss something? Yeah. Well, I think he's keeping tabs on um, well, what yeah, Sorry. Archer's up to. Sorry, yeah, I just, I, did, I, just, I think like the Andorians are very curious about the humans uh, okay. and so, yes. what their relationship is with the hum- uh, the Vulcans. I guess he's almost got like a, a Q type thing with them. Like he he's very interested in humans. He doesn't he hasn't had too many interactions with them, um, so he knows of them. And you know he made that acknowledgement when we first met him. But, but... he's he's not on this planet for another reason. He's no, there they, to they save. They must Arthur. have one heck of an intelligence service because they okay. know everything. Well, and yeah. that's something that the Andorians in throughout this series they do they do really stress that is the Andorians literally <laughs> are like the CIA of space. Like these guys, they know everything that's going on and they they got their hands in everything. And it kind of makes sense when you think about it because they they are a race that is originally described as being, you know, they're they're basically people that are always monitoring. Like they're a, they're well, observers, they right? Now. They have antennas, yeah, well. <laughs> and and they're the most warlike of 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 like of the main like Federation species members. Like um, it's very so cut people. and dry with them. They're yeah. more they're more like the Klingons in a lot of ways. Like they have a lot yeah. of they have a warrior's code. They're they're a little bit more militant. They come from an imperial family and or uh, type of structure, and uh, compared to like humans and Vulcans who are a little bit more peace loving and a little bit more yeah. uh, soft. I do love at one point when they're I forget where they're going into but they pull back a piece of corrugated steel yes and it's just the shadow with the antenna and you just yeah, see that's that's very cool yeah <laughs> and that's something they do a lot in this show 
they really play up the uh, Andorians in this up uh, in this show. Like, like just like just like yeah. <laughs> kind they of do, thing. Like the minute you see that hair and those two antenna, you already know who it is. Uh, there's no debate on what's going on. Um, but I I I like the Andorians throughout this uh, episode, and obviously Jeffrey Combs is fantastic. Uh, he oh, always yeah. is, but um, you know it's um, we end up tripping tripping uh, 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 Malcolm. Both of them decide they're going to go down and mount this operation with a shuttle, so they take off. Uh, and then we get one of the coolest scenes in the show, which is obviously when the Vulcans are like, "Hey, the shuttle left about nine minutes ago. What's going on here?" It took them nine minutes to actually respond, which makes no sense at all because you would think they'd be like, Hey, where's that one going? And then instantly call, right? Like what are they really? Answer me pink skin. Oh, sorry. Wrong one. <laughs> Wrong one. Wrong one. Uh, but anyway, so the, the shuttle takes off and then we get that scene with Hoshi where she's basically like, I don't know what you're talking about. We got shuttles all the time. We got shuttles coming in. We got shuttles coming out. What do you want from us? Right. Um, and then, you know, obviously she presses some buttons, even though she's on a video chat, she presses some buttons and, you know, goes, Oh, something's happening. Uh, it's breaking up. Sorry. Can't help you. Um, you know, which is a cool, uh, it, it's something that you wish that Hora did a lot more in the original series, because there was so many, there was so many opportunities where she should have hung up on people and she didn't. Uh, but I think she uh, did. She I don't, I don't really remember her doing. I don't that think she ever she... hung up on anybody. She just because it wasn't her place, right? Like in it, Star Trek Six, I think. Like oh when yes, they, when yes, they're, you're they, right. they're getting called to come home, and they're like, they're, yeah, uh, she's like, oh, you know, we're you know, we're having troubles, technical here. difficulties. Yeah, yes. we're having troubles. Yeah, but anyway, so uh, you know, Trip and Malcolm, you know, gung ho style, decide they're going to go down. Uh, they end up in the compound where Archer is. Uh, they find out that there actually is a mole inside, uh, which is the reason why there's a flashing red dot in, in the oatmeal, which we had no idea what it was for. And nobody told us anything about it until like 10 minutes after they showed it. <laughs> We're like, what the hell is this thing? And why, why haven't you told us yet what it is? And I guess that's what it is. It's, it's some sort of beacon slash communication device. Um, and what ends up happening is as you know, infinitely wise trip and read are running around uh they literally get <laughs> they get jacked essentially right so well actually yeah. no did they get jacked in the shuttle uh once they got down there i think and then they got, they got like, down then they got jacked and then they all started working together yeah, yeah but this is where this is where at least he listened i mean like you know trip kind trip of stops and listens yeah well and he yeah. and and i like the fact that when he sees shren he's like oh what the fuck are you doing here? Like it, it, it's why are you here? Which is the same thing that Kevin said. Why are you here? Right? <laughs> yeah. What brought you to Cordon? Yeah. But, but again, you, Cordon? Yeah. you know, here they are. They're, they're going against their allies again. Yeah. <laughs> the Vulcans. Like, yeah. yeah. Who they're supposed yeah. to have a treaty well, with. Trip, Trip don't like those Vulcans. Right. So any he chance he gets, not. he will. Yeah. No. Yeah. Any chance he can. He they're, hard, they're hard to like, to be fair. Well, they but. don't like they don't like crayfish and stuff like that. So that's that's the biggest issue. They don't like oatmeal like on the crayfish. floor. No oatmeal on the floor. They don't like that either. Um they don't eat with their hands. I think that's the biggest problem for him. Like, how do you have a big huge crayfish stir fry and not eat them with your hands? Like like how does that how does that work? You you just can't, right? No. No, you know, the crawfish, the crawfish boil just isn't the same unless you're using your hands, right? So maybe that's the reason why he's upset. 
I think so. He, uh, that's just my theory. I don't know. Catfish, perhaps. I don't know if that's canon or not, but you know. I don't know. He's, <laughs> he's but but yeah, the Vulcans, um, like the whole. I, I liked how like the Andorians and the and the humans uh, teamed up here for this rescue operation that the Vulcans yep. almost botch, but you know, like by the end of it, I feel like there's kind of a respect between the three, like that they kind of came together here. To, well, these are all the founding members too, right? Like you three, three of the this, four, yeah, three of the four founding members of the Federation. So it's kind of neat to see all three of them working together. Uh, but the, and Kevin mentioned this way earlier, like the, the, the ending scene is very forced. It's like, it, she's jumping in front of the bullet, you know, or in front of the phase or whatever you want to call it. Um, she's jumping in front of it for a guy who's a dick who she doesn't even know. Uh, like why, why did she do that? Maybe that was her. She felt like she had a debt to pay maybe from Pajem. I don't know, but like there was something, like I don't she, think so. I just think that, you know, she, maybe it's just, just, just duty. It's just duty for her. You know, you're going to protect a, a senior officer. Yeah. Well, but does she even know who this is? She's never met him. No. Or at least we don't know if she's met him. She knows he's a Vulcan. That's about it. Well, she, yeah, she's like, oh, he's got funny ears. I guess I better jump in front of that phasal pistol. Like, it's that part just seems so because it, it happens like in really like in this really slow motion kind of a thing, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. she sees she sees the guy getting up and he's grabbing the rifle that he has and he's about to fire. And then she's like, oh, well, instead of stopping that guy, I think what I'll do is I'll just jump in front of it so that way I get shot. And she gets shot, and it looks like she gets shot in the hip, uh, based on where the fire hits. But they don't really mention where she got shot. It's just we see her in the sick bay, the sick side. bay later on. Yeah, yeah, she gets shot in the side somehow, and they they make it look like it's you know it's fatal. Where Flox, which doesn't make sense on Flox's point, because when does Flox lie? Like he doesn't really lie in the series, does he? I don't remember him lying. No, like he's um, pretty truthful most of the time. But he seemed so. okay with it this time. Yeah, well, you know, he gets the. He wants he, to keep her on the ship. Well, and there is definitely respect between flocks and flocks and her. Like we've seen that before, and they they seem to have some sort of, you know, uh, some sort of chemistry together. So it, <laughs> she it's, let him be his dentist, her dentist. Yes, which is yeah. a very, you know, if if I came to Kevin tomorrow and say, "Hey, Kevin, I'll let you be my dentist," I I think that would be, <laughs> that would be a bond that I don't think anybody. I think could Kevin break. might say uh, something to you about that. I, so I'll, I'll give it a go, but I'm not. Uh... <laughs> That's what I like about Kevin. He's got a can-do attitude, even though he knows he probably can't do it. (laughs) Or shouldn't do it. Yeah, or shouldn't. Well, I don't know if shouldn't's really that big of a deal for Kevin, but (laughs) but the the probably not good at it thing might be. Um, Mind you, I play hockey, and I'm not good at it. So, you know, what can you do? Um, I did want to mention, too, that I just loved this, like, kind of confrontation here with the Vulcans and the Andorians here at the end. Like, just, like, the stare down and... I like that they kept this going for it was a couple seasons, right? This will go on for. Oh yeah, yeah well we we have we even have the war in season four. Like there, the war of the Andorians versus the Vulcans actually happens in season four. Okay, uh, spoiler. Uh, well, come on, man. This is like a twenty-year-old show. If I'm spoiling it now, like piss off. Like Kevin hasn't it. seen it yet. Well, yeah, but that'll keep me in. Okay, he, 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 he's, I'm trying to sell it, so we keep him going. I want Kevin to keep coming back. Uh, and I uh, honestly, I'm still surprised he's even here at this point. Uh, but no, he, uh, he made it through the first 10. He's, he's okay. He's, he's been he's doing right. pretty good. He's been doing... You know what? There's been less criticism from Kevin, but I don't know if he's just sure. tired all the time or no, no, no. there's <laughs> but... been less to criticize. Uh, hey, well, I, 
what is, what is Shran exactly though? Like, what is his? He seems like he's like just a captain, but he's got he's a, a captain big role. of a ship. Yeah, he's he, just a captain of a ship. I don't buy yeah. that. I think he's got some major role in the in the Endurian structure well, somehow. Well, I think they explain a little of that in season three. Yeah, right. I'll wait because I can't remember. Yeah, don't spoil. Well, it. I can't really remember either, but I I do remember that they kind of tell you he's part of things that he's someone special. He's he well maybe not him but the organization that he's part of oh, is, I see. is a little bit more special but yeah um, but you know section thirty one type vibes uh, but anyway that's as far as I'm gonna go on that but the from what I remember anyway but again this was twenty years ago so who knows um, I can't even remember what I had for dinner last night so you know what do you want uh, anyway so we get this ending scene where basically you see the Vulcan come in and he's. You know, he's like, oh, you know, she was shot. Oh, how's she doing? Right. Which doesn't make any sense from his character angle because he literally didn't give a shit about anything through this entire episode. So I'm not totally sure why he even gives a shit at this point, but he seems so, to be some sort of caring. Um, just his duty. Care he's about sign. other Vulcans. Yeah. Well, I would imagine. Yeah, you you would think anyways. But Flox is a little uncharacteristic in the scene. I don't I don't buy the fact that he would be lying to somebody, especially of of Vulcan nature or anybody like that. Uh, but, you know, and then you have Archer who is just kind of like, you know, she's, she, oh, you know, oh, she's, she's, you know, she's a hero, you know, blah, 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 kind of thing. Uh, but, you know, he kind of stands there for the most part. He doesn't say a lot, which is probably the best thing that Archer could do. Um, but overall, we find out that, you know, this guy's going to go to bat for her. He's got a meeting and he might bring it up. Uh, but Flox basically says she can't be moved for a couple of days which is totally a lie, but you know, she can't be moved for a couple days and he's like, okay, well, I guess I won't take her. I'll just talk to the console and give her a second chance. But then Archer says this second chance speech thing where he's like, you know, Oh, you know, I know you don't agree with what she did, but you know, blah, blah, blah. She needs a second chance. Everybody deserves a second chance. It's like how, how, how human can you be there? But I, I don't think Vulcans care, but I, I don't, yeah. the logic in the whole ending of this thing just doesn't, it doesn't sit with me. I don't know about you guys, well, but it doesn't make any sense. Um, because yeah. like, okay, fine. Like, even if you can convince them that she can't be moved for a week or whatever, they'll just send a ship in a week to get her. What's the, like, which yeah. will only take three days because they'll miscalculate. Of course. They'll always um, miscalculate. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I, like they're just kicking the can down the road slightly. Um, yeah. Right. Well, and the next, yeah, I'm trying to remember what the next episode is. Yeah, I can't remember. But but we 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 still get some aftermath of this thing later on. Shuttlepod um, one is after this. This this last uh, Shuttlepod one has nothing to do with this episode. So. This last scene is is fine. It's fine in itself, and it's it's a it's nice. But when the credits came up, I went, "What? That's yeah. the end." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the only like, thing I liked about this entire scene is her reaction to the uh, to Archer when he says, "Okay, well, you know," she goes, "Oh, I'm going to leave sick bay," and then he's like, "Oh, you shouldn't do that," and she's like, "Yeah, okay, I'm not going to leave because you know doctor's orders, right?" So she yeah. she doesn't give a shit about Archer, but she clearly is okay with what Flox tells her. Uh, but she looks kind of dazed and confused here. But she just woke up from a hyperspray, I think. So you know, I guess mm -hmm. that makes sense. But so it turns out that Flox actually just paralyzed her with a drug. So that way, you know, nobody would know that they she committed medical fine. fraud. Yeah, they literally committed medical fraud. And <laughs> that's all we really have to say about it. The ending is the worst part of this whole show, um, I think. Ah, you know, she stays. We're good. 
she stays we're good yeah okay fine i wish they had um, done it differently done a different way to get her to stay yeah i, I, I agree didn't like, i agree with that i didn't like the saving the, the captain like how it about so she contemplates leaving the the vulcan service well and, and joining yes. starfleet or how about no, like, no spoilers but that might be something that kind of where we're, where we're headed eventually we're, right? we're, we're going yeah. there kevin don't worry uh, okay but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, and maybe that's the precursor to this. But I but... think that this is like, you know, if you look at it that way, it's a step in the progression of the her becoming so disenfranchised with her own command and her own structure that she yeah. really does like the humans more, right? And would probably mm-hmm. rather be there. So, but that's but that also gets back to another criticism I have about this show is it's like they want to develop some of the characters, but they don't want to develop anybody else. And so, like, we get we get a lot of development with uh, T'Pol. Mm-hmm. We get some with Archer. Um, we don't get a lot of development with pretty much anybody else. We got that Malcolm episode a couple trip, back. Trip a bit. Trip, 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 trip gets, gets better. He gets he way gets better. better later on. Yeah, yeah. But this first season is brutal with him. You know, his girlfriend broke up with him over email. Yeah. Natalie. So he's well, that's, that's why last week I asked if, if to Paul ends up like mentoring Hoshi. Because those that could be some good scenes, some good yeah. character but, development. But that was a discussion them. in last week's episode. They actually had that connection on that when she was talking about meditation and calming her down. Right, remember? right, yeah, yeah, right. But that's why I asked because after that scene, and I said, "Did they do that going forward?" And no, that becomes trip. Said, no, <laughs> yeah, trip. Trip is the one that ends up getting mentoring. Um, right, but and he gets he gets he gets much less annoying later. Um, he does. But it's we I guess we have to develop we have to develop a hatred for him to love him later. I don't hate Trip. I I really don't. I don't hate Trip, but Trip really annoys me. He annoys me every time he talks. Um, for just, somebody that's supposed to be in charge of the crew when when the captain's away, like he's in the he just the, loses his shit. I, I feel right. like he yeah. should be a like lieutenant. Yeah. Like he's 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 over yeah. he's overqualified or he's overpromoted. He should something. be flying the damn ship. That's what he should be doing. Yeah. He needs he needs progression. He should have been a character that at the beginning of the show should have been literally lower decks and then move him up. He should have been the Jordy of this show because Jordy was the kind of the same thing. He's a helmsman. Then he ends up being the chief. Uh, it takes a little while, but he gets there, um, which is, I think was a good progression. We got a little bit more. Now we also saw his love life, which was always terrible, but um, you know, trip, I think is somebody I agree. Like he shouldn't be this high of a rank. And then we want stuff from him and he just never performs it. Like he's always, he's, he's disappointing. He's a disappointing character. I guess that's where I'm going with on it. You know, you know about this though, is like, you know, enterprise really goes to the old Naval officers sit in separate quarters and have meals yes, together, which I do he, like, I love that. Yeah. Part. But they, I mean, they touched on uh, Star Trek original series, but yeah. they didn't do it too much, but they certainly didn't do it in many, any other series after this. No. Right. And, you know, Picard always just ate alone. Yeah, yeah, well, Picard was a loner to begin with, right? So that kind of made sense. But like, well, and and then you look at like Voyager, and it's like Voyager's all over the map. Like it's like, it, well, they don't have know, a crew. They, they they have a crew consolidated well, group. You know, well, you have Janeway who like one day says she's gonna like you know she's gonna dine with everybody, and then the next day she's like, I want my coffee by myself in my office piss off everybody kind of thing and it's like yeah but oh, okay. that's a different like i think they're just you know they're on their own out there man I, you gotta the moods must be up and down like crazy 
Yeah, well, I'm sure there's a lot of moody stuff going on in that. And yeah, you know, the only people that you can talk to are the people that are you're always around, right? Like so en- Enterprise compared to some other crews only has a handful of officers. Like if you think like, yeah. There's, yeah. 80, there's 80 people on Enterprise, but there's only like six officers on that ship versus like on the yeah. Enterprise where there's like a thousand crew people and there's probably like a couple hundred officers uh you know yeah you have different shifts and all that and you know all that but but it really reminds me of like almost a submarine crew you know yeah Mm -hmm. it's a more tight crew yeah so i mean is it really unrealistic to think that you know archer is not going to pick his best friend to go into space with and have meals with you know and, and then they're trying to bring to paul mm, into it so where does true. paul fit into this whole thing and this is this is the interesting part because she's his first officer but complete outside of the circle but well and, and we see a friendship develop with them especially in well probably season two is when the friendship kind of starts to the point where oh. he's really trusting of her um stuff like that and, and as far as how she pardon Sorry? me so i want more scenes of of them eating together, the three of them. Those yeah, are and, that, and that's good. something that they're very scarce with in the first season. Um, and then in the second season and beyond, they start. They're more. They're more interchangeable. Like you, you'll see different people, you know, eating with each other and stuff like that, which is something that they didn't do a lot of in this. Um, but anyway, the the episode <laughs> itself is, in my opinion, it's it's mediocre. It's okay. Like it's not like I regret watching it, but it's not. I wouldn't consider it high class. Uh, Jody, you know, just one is... one comment on Hoshi too is like mm-hmm. when you go back to the Sluggo episode, mm-hmm. you know she's come a long way. Yeah, you know, and yeah. you know what? As much as I hate Hoshi, I really don't hate her anymore. And no, last week's episode, which I missed unfortunately with you guys, I thought she was really good on. Yeah. Very good, very good. Yeah, yeah. Hoshi, I think best. I even said that during the podcast. On the show. Yeah, I think I said that uh, even during the podcast was like, it, it surprises me how I don't hate Hoshi. And I always so, remember hating Hoshi. And I got to like, tell you guys, I, don't I was on a plane watching you guys talk about the grappler. <laughs> the grappler. <Yeah. laughs> that it was bugs the... the hell to be that thing. So it was, it was quite comical. I, you know, <laughs> I was commenting, but you couldn't see me. But anyway, it was funny. Yeah. Hey, how about some, uh, some fun facts? You got it. <clears throat> All right. This episode confirms that T'Pol is not the first Vulcan to serve on a human starship. As yep. Flux confirms, um, he does mention that T'Pol is at the point the longest serving Vulcan after six months. I, I yeah, can't he, imagine. She, how... she put up with it where the rest of them did. The old record was two weeks. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Well, and if you remember in this, in this, uh, in this season, they actually do... When she's been there for two weeks, she's like, I'm having a hard time with this. So it's like, maybe that's like kind of the cutoff for most Vulcans. So that's interesting. Isn't it? Um, during the, the opening scene, it was revealed that Captain Gardner was considered to be the most suitable choice to Captain the Enterprise by Ambassador Silval. However, Admiral Maxwell, or sorry, Forrest, Admiral Maxwell Forrest, ultimately narrowed the candidates down for the captaincy to Jonathan Archer and A.G. AG, Robin, AG Robinson instead. Um, pointing out the Vulcan High Command was not in charge of Starfleet's personnel assignments, which yeah. is true. Yep, which is true. But yeah. kind of, make, well, why didn't they choose Captain Gardner if they Vulcans thought he was so good? I, I don't know. Would I like to know more about that? Because they wanted to go against the grain. 
But yeah. like, how bad was Gardner if the Vulcans thought he was the best candidate? Like, was he just like, let's not go too far. We're not going to yeah. monastery. We're just going to go to Saturn and we're going to hang <laughs> there for about six months. And then maybe we'll go a little bit further. Or, or maybe Captain, he was reporting right into the Vulcans. You never know. Well, Captain, there's a comet off the off starboard. Yeah, forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's too far. <laughs> We we don't like comments here. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Name it? Are boring. <laughs> okay, this is the first mention of Corden and his people, as established in the Star Trek Journey to Babel in 1967 and Next Generation Sarek in 1990. Cordon was presumably oh, yeah. the Oh yeah, that was uh, also admitted, Cordon. Yep. Admitted into the Federation at the Babel conference in 2268, with Vulcan voting in favor of admission. But not those Tellarites. They it like was also it. noted that Babel, in Babel that Vulcan had no interest in mining on Corridan. Mm -hmm. uh, Gary Graham, who plays Saval, was once considered for the roles of both Benjamin Sisko and Captain Janeway before the decision was made to make Janeway a female and for Sisko to become an African-American. Well, that, that would... That, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> that just sounded weird. When Alexander Sadeg was also almost Bashir. <laughs> Um, yes, the guy who Bashir. Yeah, or sorry, guy. the guy who played Bashir was almost also Cisco. Um, yeah. So. so Jeffrey Combs, Vaughn Von Armstrong, and and Gregory Inson are all Star Trek Deep Space Nine veterans, as they all played at least two characters on that series. Combs and Armstrong both appeared in Star Trek Deep Space Nine: The Dogs of War, 1999, and Jeffrey Combs played Wei Yun and Brunt, and Von uh, Armstrong played Dinar and Sesko. Bah. You guys are watching the new Space Nine, so you can we are. I, I don't remember those. Dinar or Sesco. I don't remember Von Armstrong being on the show yet, but you know, maybe that's still to come. Uh, Jeffrey Combs has a distinction of playing eight different characters on Star Trek th through the series. He's played the roles of Brunt, Weyun, Shran, Tiran, Kevin Mulcahy, um, uh, Pank Krem, and a Hollow Sweet guest. Don't forget his character on Star Trek Lower Decks. That's well, we haven't got there yet. He's one of the five actors to play seven or more different characters in Star Trek franchise. Uh, so he's, he's a busy guy. Mm -hmm. He sure is. He was almost also Riker. Yep. Nearly. Was he, he really? Like, he was like yeah. the runner up for the, for the Riker. He was role. runner up for it. Yeah. Okay. Scott Balcula and Jerry Ensign uh, also played together on Quantum Leap. No, that I didn't know. And oh. uh, again, uh, Greg, I think you call it, uh, who's it? Gregory Itson? Yeah, Gregory Itson. He also appeared in Voyager and Deep Space Nine, which we already talked about. So he's been a busy guy, too, with us. He's a busy actor. In 24, like we mentioned, he was the president. Yeah, president. Cowardly president, if I remember. Cowardly president. He was a bad president. Yeah. And one more thing I'd like to, 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 to sign off with here, because it's kind of fun. So <clears throat> some mood music helped with the filming the scene which where Archer and T'Pol are handcuffed. And Archer's face becomes buried intimately close to, to Paul's bosom <laughs> breasts. Um, so they wrap for the night just as that scene finished. And the next morning, they were supposed to start with that sequence. So the uh, sound department decided that B-52's Love Shack would be really great to start the day with. And it was a great way to break the morning. Uh, <laughs> ice for the morning. Now, so if they that put that in, that would have been way better. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You see Where was that in sign, the episode? Yeah. That's right. All right. Love Shack, baby. All right. Let's wow. get over to our ratings, Jody. Uh, bring this up. Yeah. Okay, Dave. <laughs> you want me first? Sure. Is that why you're saying Jody? All right. 
this is a hard one for me. Um, I'm going to have to do... Let's do... Let's do a seven. Okay. Uh, huh. I, I'm enjoying this a lot more than you guys, I think, right now. I'm, I'm a solid eight and a half again. I like this really? one. I think Sleeping uh, Dogs was a better episode. This was just as good to me as last week, maybe. Not so much, I, but it was better. I give it an eight. <laughs> there it is. Oh, there's the grunt. So that means it's going to be lower than a seven. Yes, it is. Six. Oh, Six. dear. You know what? That's not as low as I thought he was going to go on this. I thought he was going to go around a five. All right, so our average tonight is a 7.4. Oh, there's uh, another fun fact, guys. Brandon Braga and Rick Berman wrote this episode together. It only shows. Only times. Yeah, they yeah, didn't do great. It definitely shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's who wrote, where the, the who episode wrote, falls uh, down for me, is the writing who, of it. Who wrote uh, the Terra episode? Go back up, Dave. Terra Prime? Yeah, Terra Prime. Who wrote that? Terra Nova. Terra Nova. Or Terra Nova, uh, yeah. Uh, those oh, two. Well, they, they wrote the story, and so they also wrote this story, but they didn't write the teleplay. It was Mike Sussman and Phyllis Strong, who also have done some other things uh, as well. But Fred Decker did that Terra Nova one, right? No, yeah. no, That's garbage episode. No, and no, and and Toinette Stella did. Actually. Oh, okay. I don't know uh, if the teleplay is as important as the story, but anyway. Well, the teleplay, the, the story, I think it's so, because the teleplay is more about, like, the pacing of the episode and what's said and how, and, and the story. I don't is know just if like, the pacing was terrible other than the scene where they're, like, tied up, but. The story is just, like, Rick Berman's like, okay, they get kidnapped on. You know what, on you know blah, what blah, blah. it wasn't good pacing of compared to? Uh, Star Trek Picard episode one from season two. That was good pacing. There you go. Fact. Fact. <laughs> Just like you know, uh, okay, so I think that's uh, we can we can seven point four for tonight. Uh, this has mm -hmm. a higher IMDb rating than we've given it here, uh, seven point seven. Um, and they, yeah, probably part of that's just because Sharan's in it. Yeah, probably. Sharan's right. one of the best parts of this whole episode. Let's be honest. Yeah, he's not bad. He's not bad. I, I always like some um, Jeffrey Combs on. Star but you know Trek. what, Dave. We don't Pink just skins. have crappy episodes of Enterprise on this series. Uh, we have on this podcast on this podcast channel. We have variety of things, yeah, whether it if be you, good or bad. If, we take them all, Dave. If you want to hear us slag on other shows like we do on Enterprise, <laughs> that you can Flash. hear us on all kinds of different nights uh, talking about those things. Uh, we have Tuesday nights. Uh, we have Star Trek: D Space Nine rewatch called Nine D Space Nine at Nine ish. Uh, led by Jeff Mater and um, and and it's got and a more Skelhorn. enthusiastic Kevin. You know, it's it, it. Everyone brings their their take Slightly. to each episode marginally. <laughs> like like last week's episode on D Space Nine uh, was the Rise episode for uh, Let oh. He Is Who Without Sin. It divided oh. the panel. Half of us loved it, half of us hated it. So you who, know, who liked and it? those and those that hated it shouted everyone else down and then ended the episode early. Yes. <laughs> Yes, Jeff was. On I didn't side. watch this episode, so I'm gonna have to watch this episode now. Yeah. Uh, so it was like me and well, Ashley likes the episode too. She wasn't there that night, so it was kind of me and Kevin was like he was kind of like trying to stay neutral, you know. In this, yeah. he's like, I'll just give I my gave it an eight, though. Yeah. It's you not gave it a ten. You gave it a ten. That's I gave it a ten. You gave it a ten. Gave it a ten. Jeff gave it an episode of ten. Jeff gave it a uh. three. 
Oh, well, I don't know if it deserves a three, but yeah. a 10 is definitely I've never seen you give deserve. anything a 10 before. Oh, I give 10s. I'll give 10s out. Uh, especially on D Space Nine in this season, season five of D Space Nine. You know what? Great. I was surprised. Dave gave fucking Picard season one from uh, or season two, episode this. one, a seven. A seven. Cautiously the guy is clearly you must, be leg- you must be legally blind. That's the only thing no, I can think of. No, I watched it. Um, it was yeah, all like good. look at look at look at Adam's expression. That tells you exactly what's going on here. <laughs> you know, Adam's Jeff, just like a seven. Even Jeff liked the episode, and he's really hard to please. So it was uh, a good you, episode. I saw it. Like, I had everything going. Yeah. And, I'm hoping uh, next one will be better. Some will be just as good. Well, is it concerns because you're not worried that you're worried this, the the show is not going to continue on that high standard? Well, bit. he watched season one, so we already know. I, I've seen season one. I know <laughs> that, that's a how, possibility. I know, no, that but season one isn't so bad when you watch it a second time. Okay, well. season one is great if you actually go by what Davin said, which is just ignore any scene that has somebody under the age of thirty-five in it. <laughs> well, it's like half the awesome. cast. He's totally so. true, though. Like literally, if you take out all the scenes with Soji. <laughs> Uh, you have a pretty good show, and Agnes then because she's under and 35%. Agnes, yeah, yeah. Oh, Gerardi. Well, she's I like she's. I think Gerardi's. I think Gerardi's close to forty in real life. So yeah, she's around my age. Yeah, Allison Pill. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so Star Trek Picard coming up this Thursday. Jody Simpson covering with Davin Skelhorn and I believe Adam Woodward as well. Uh, and are you joining would, us for that one, Adam? What am I doing? Picard uh, on Star Trek Thursday. Picard on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think good because it was just two of us talking last time and it was it was interesting. I know Jeff will want to come in to uh, give his thoughts on Picard. I don't know if it will be this Thursday, but I could see him dropping in. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, somewhere along or the, the way. Um, and uh, this Thursday also, because they're airing the same day, we are also doing Star Trek Discovery. I'll be doing that with Ashley Millard and Michael Chan this Thursday. Uh, I, I was with Adam Woodward as well, uh, but you know he's got to go over to deal with the 25th century and Picard. And the and maybe even the 21st century because I think there's a time travel aspect to the season that's going to be coming up. So we'll be covering both shows this Thursday, um, and then you know in the in on the horizon we got Strange New Worlds, we got uh, Lower Decks after that. Lots of new Star Trek content to come out. Prodigy will return as well later this year. So lots of new Star Trek coming up. And also on um, Live Long and Podcast, we do something called Star Trek Radio Theater. Uh, most recently, we did our live recording of Hiding Q, uh, which Very is fun. a Season one TNG episode. We did this with Steve Shives and Jody Simpson. I really enjoyed this, by the way. This was fun. This was fun. I I had a lot of fun with this one. Can't wait to edit this down into like the final product. I I hope I'll be back as Q one day. Maybe I won't. This is your second time, right? You've played Q? Uh, I don't know. I think maybe, so. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think you've done this once or twice before. Yeah, this. Yeah. But it was it was great. Uh, even though uh, it was like basically between me, Jody, and Steve, we had all the lines, and everyone else had some scraps to fight over. But uh, it was <laughs> as, as as it goes on Gene Roddenberry. Really I I didn't even hear Kevin. I didn't even know he was there until almost near the end of the episode. Yeah, my first line because in the your episode. first line is literally at like five minutes what? left in the episode. Yeah, twenty-seven minutes in is my first line in the actual episode. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, Commander Riker, what's going however, on? However, I will say though, Kevin, yours were gold. Thank you. I loved, I loved how you portrayed uh, Wesley. No small parts, Kevin. Only Very whiny. Parts. It was fantastic. I loved it. Yeah. So this is a lot of fun. We can't wait. Uh, we are going to be for April. We're going to be doing something to celebrate First Contact Day, uh, which will be around April six. We're going to be doing Darmok, uh, the episode Darmok. That's Darmok a great in July episode. At oh, look at Adam. Best. Look at Adam. He's I... a lot. 
He's salivating because he wants to be on that. No, it's just such a great, great episode. It's a good episode for sure. I'm looking forward to that one. I would say, I would say top 10 Star Trek episodes of all time. I agree. Great episode. Yeah. So, Hey, what better? Uh, we got some content here on live long and podcast. Also check out Davin, uh, Skellhorn's podcast. It's called locutors of Trek. He does his own star Trek, uh, segments. He does trivia and debating. And then he has his X-Men, the animated series, X-rated series, uh, where he, every Tuesday he talks about the next episode in order of uh, of X-Men, the animated series, uh, doing that with Andre. I was on last week doing Till Death Do Us Part, part one. Tomorrow, Jamil Robinson will be on doing uh, Till Death Do Us Part, part two, um, and uh, continuing that discussion uh, right before he hit, they both head over to D-Space 9 at 9-ish. And uh, you should also check out Super Mater Brothers Podcasting. Right now we're covering... Uh, Big Brother Canada 10. Uh, last night, we just did a whole uh, preview of uh, Survivor Season 42. Uh, we did a whole draft of the cast, and we did a, an assessment of that, and we broke them all down. I did that with Jeff Mater and Jamil Robinson. Did they ever have non-pretty people on that show? Uh, yeah. We, we were we, we were talking about how they, they, what, how refreshing this is, Jody, that the cast doesn't look like a bunch of Instagram models. They look like real people this year. Oh, okay. <laughs> Guess we'll just go with that. Yeah, so Survivor uh, 42 airs this Wednesday um, on Global and CBS, and we'll be covering uh, that premiere over, over on uh, Super Kevin's looking podcast. forward to it, I can tell. He loves it. Oh, you yeah. know. Kevin's a massive fan. Yeah, it's he, he, it's an unquenchable thirst for answers. He's always looking. Yeah, for I it. watched season one, and I just thought, you know what? I don't need to watch anymore. I that watched two, two episodes of season <laughs> one, and that's when I stopped, too. Uh, it's a lot like Gilligan's Island, uh, Adam, which I know you're a fan of. So it's, yeah, uh, but oh, where's Sam this week? Yeah, where is Sam? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. He was. He was I haven't even had a chance to mock you about this yet because he wasn't here. <laughs> well, he maybe he maybe. I just bring up his comments every time he pops them up. I just bring him up. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was, he's probably watching. He's probably watching Big Brother Canada ten actually. Uh, right oh, because okay, that's maybe. on tonight. Yeah, I know he's a Big Brother fan as well. I thought you were censoring him tonight, Jody. No, no, not at all. I wouldn't censor Sam. Are you kidding? And lastly, we have Trivial Debates, a monthly show where we argue about movies, TV, sports, and more. Jeff Mader was the host of our most recent episode with Jody Simpson, Jamil Robinson, and Max Duda competing. Uh, We'll have our March episode coming up. I got who won? Who won? Uh, We can't say that. People have to watch it, man. You gotta get. You gotta get there on your. We'll tell you off air who won. All right. It wasn't Max. Let's just say that it wasn't so, Max. That's all you need to know. <laughs> so, Spoiler alert: It wasn't Max. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun. A lot of great debates over there. And uh, check out my son's podcast. Let's talk about fighting games, uh, where they talk about fighting video games like Street Fighter and Dragon Ball and things like that. Biken. I don't really know a lot about it but you should check it out and um and they they talk about fighting games well if that isn't an endorsement i don't know what is yeah (laughs) it's your kid just say it's good and move on my kid's got a podcast listen to it or else uh and that's (laughs) that's all there is to it and i I think that's everything i think i uh i've I've mentioned all the plugs so uh yeah it was great uh thanks thanks everybody thank you thank you and uh um what are you gonna play us out with uh, I'm sorry, Jody. I, I can't quite. Am I interrupting you? Yeah, I, I, uh... I'm sorry. Your transmission's breaking up. Oh, thank you.